0: know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting.
1: It's time for us, and we're always punctual. We are here, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith is out following a sophomore in high school who shares his last name. Who knew he was going to get into the finals of the Indiana State Boys High School Tournament? Well, Jeff kind of had an inkling, but uh, substituting very capably for Mr. Jeff Smith, Mr. Rick Marcy, the developer, the um, the the brains behind the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer that we have uh, been touting here for the past uh, month or so. Rick, uh, thanks for joining us, and of course, in-trapper producer Mark Connor on the controls, keeping everybody behaving. You know, it's a big weekend, It's U.S. Open weekend. I don't know if, if you're familiar, folk, with, with this uh, smart ball Golf piece of gear, but you need to look it up right now because we're going to be talking about it a lot for the next hour and a lot of other things, too. But this is just a simple piece of gear, Rick. It gets you, let's say, uh, in the swing of things. I mean, it, it actually, for, for many of us amateurs, for the first time in our lives, following the progression of the lights that light up when you swing correctly, we feel what it feels like to swing right with an iron for, like, the first time in probably forever using your piece of gear.
2: Hey, appreciate that, John. Pleasure to be here as a guest host again with you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, you're
1: always fun, man.
2: Um, thanks, buddy. Um, I totally agree. I think that people, unfortunately, you know, they, they, they're not aware of what they're doing wrong, you know. Yeah. I think that's half the battle is that people think that their swings are in the right place, and then they find out with our light system, when you come through the light scanner, the club head is just so close to the grass, so far before they strike the ball. A lot of people, they don't even realize it at first. They don't believe it even. But once you start reducing that light pattern from reds to yellows to a few yellows towards the green area where your ball ground contact is coming, You can't deny the fact that you're striking the ball better just by focusing on reducing that light pattern. It's as simple as that. It's so easy.
1: And a little later on in the show, we will get into a greater detailed chapter and verse on exactly what Rick is talking about. But again, uh, smartballgolf.com, you might want to check out that website. Have it up while you're listening so you can follow along with the videos and see exactly what we're talking about. But one of the um, negative results of, of using your system and learning how to hit the ball better is you become jaded. <laughs> uh, you really do. I was, and I, I am a prime example. I was out just prior to the show this morning, took the wife and kids out to the swimming pool just a, at El which is a club just around the corner from the radio station here. First off, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there surrounded by cool water in a great pool, and I'm just staring longingly at uh what you have a great view of uh fairways 10 and 11 the 11th green and the 18th green I'm going man I should be out there I wish I didn't have to do the radio show today cuz I need to go out there but I was watching a guy coming in man and he uh, obviously hit one of my uh, patented power draws <laughs> on the uh, on the 11th hole <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe on purpose to get near, uh, some of the yeah,
1: get a better view of the lifeguards.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to do that
2: when I was at the golf academy in uh, Orlando. There's a couple of stripper chicks that used to hang out and sun themselves over on the left side. Of the line. I swear, guys would just hook it over there on purpose.
1: <laughs> and the way the course is set up, the green to number eleven is about twenty yards. Just a little bit in right in front of and to the right of the eighteenth green, and this guy hit for, he was his power draw had wound up in the tenth fairway in the rough uh, He hit a beautiful approach shot. I just watched it. he set up nicely, he swung nicely, he hit nicely, nice high shot, right to about eight feet from the pin yeah. on the eighteenth green. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's going to be upset when he finds out what he's just done. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: oh <no. laughs> St. Andrew's flashbacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> the wrong, dual you know, Green Syndrome. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. These- I don't know if I've ever done that, I have to say. It's funny when you talk about the pool. Yeah. You know, that's one of the only things that I can really, as a description of, of trying to teach the hit down aspect. That that I use is, you know, if you took where we're hitting downward with with your hand tilted, Mm -hmm. creates into the water. If you're going to splash somebody, you jam your hand into the water from out of the water into the water, and then the water shoots up. You go down, water shoots up. Yep. That's kind of the only real thing in life I've found that, you know, you hit downward on something to create something that goes upward besides golf. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and most people are more arm under the water, throw the water up from under the water in your face and try to pull it up. That's sort of the same concept of what most golfers try to do is to pull upward with the ball in the flight in one direction, kind of like a tennis racket would do. Instead of hitting down with your hand, water goes up quickly. Yeah. There's the right golf swing. That's kind of, you know, the only real analogy that i can come up with in that way that that people could understand at least a bit about you know give me an example of what you know how you hit down at such a v attack so to speak with a golf club and that the the ball itself shoots up you know if you were to want to splash somebody in the face uh, with a lot you know with a lot of speed the water going quickly you would hit down and the water would fire up you know what i mean yeah picture a spider in
1: front of you you don't want to touch yeah. the spider, but that's how right. you get a spider yeah. out of the water.
2: Yep, shoot him out of the pool. Yeah. Same co- yeah, There's your golf swing. Yeah,
1: Listen, we're going to be talking about the U.S. Open. We're going to be talking about some techniques to uh, help you get better. And I'm sure Rick has probably got some things maybe a little bit different than Jeff has told you. Maybe something Rick says in the next hour or so will strike a chord, hit a nerve, and you'll go, Oh, and the blinding revelation of how to actually play this game correctly will overcome you. And you will go out and break 80 for the rest of your life.
2: Wouldn't that be lovely, huh?
1: Not a promise, but a possibility. And we <laughs> we right. get Here's going. This. We'll be right back. Don't you move. We are all those weekend golf guys.
0: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: And here we are, back again, John Ashton, uh, Rick Marcy, substituting very capably for Mr. Jeff Smith today. And, of course, uh, intrepid producer Mark Hunter on the controls. We Collectively speaking, those weekend golf guys, glad you're with us, and uh, thanks for hanging. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up for the next uh, hour or so. going to be talking technique, going to be talking uh, some some special uh, differences you may see in swinging a club uh, now and again, some, some things you may want to try, and, of course, about the U.S. Open. Things, things going well in the U.S. Open, except for uh, Kevin Nah, or as they're referring to him among <laughs> among people, Kevin, Why? because he has been complaining ad nauseum for the past two weeks about the rough at Aaron Hills.
2: Terrible. What do you expect? I mean, you got to know that, that they're setting it up on purpose. Yeah. The in, in
1: the words of our producer, if you just hit it straight, put it in the fairway, you don't have to worry about that
2: yep exactly Marsh- i think the guys a lot of guys are looking forward to it and yeah that like is too bad that if maybe he's driving it poorly so he's just
0: yeah, knows he's, he's, he's
2: done but at the end of the day i mean that's the whole everyone knows that knows golf that they op- the opens always been set up to be the hardest test of golf
1: you wasn't know? he the same guy who took like an 18 on a hole yeah, in texas a so. couple of years ago yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. He's had his, his John Daly moment, so to yeah. speak. He's <laughs> like, you know, just just yeah. take a drop. Take the yeah. take
1: the penalty and take the drop and move on with your life, a, you know?
2: A bit of the 10-cup syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Right. I can do this.
1: Yeah, no, you can't. i not can. if
2: it's 14 in a row.
1: got to tell you a story, man. I don't know if you know the dude or not, but um, Mike Davis has been getting a lot of bad mouth, too, as the uh, the head of the PG. I believe it's Mike Davis, the head of the USGA, or the guy in charge of this tournament for the USGA. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are blaming him specifically for the difficulties at Aaron Hills or for picking hard courses as a matter of course to to try to make it difficult. A lot of people think he's trying to just basically embarrass the PGA touring pros by showing them a venue that they can't beat, you know?
2: Right. That's always been a bit of a comment about the Open. I I remember New York there at... uh where was it? Where it was so fast, it just happened to get so dry and you know, I mean weather always plays a role. Mm-hmm. They were just saying that it was rain it had rained last night. I was listening this morning and that the course had softened up a lot. Oh good. And it's gonna make the fairways play much wider and yeah. and that ref not be such a a battle, so, and the greens you know
1: slowed I mean? down to about a fifteen. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Yeah. That's part of. They'll probably have you know hair dryers out at night, drying that sucker off if they have to to make them harder.
1: You know, we'll have uh, maybe in another segment, Rick. Have you uh, explain the best techniques for getting out of a, a thick, semi-impossible rough? But Mike Davis used to be the head of uh, the Kentucky PGA, which is a PGA USGA conglomerate organization here in the state. And back about, oh, I guess seven or eight years ago, when we first started out in life not knowing exactly what we were going to do, I uh, had a buddy of mine um, build a website for a, a local guide to golf courses around here. And he was a yeah. young dude and really wasn't into golf, but he designed it with a very attractive female um, as, you know, the eye candy, the, the hey, look at me, uh, the anchor graphic or whatever for the front page. Yeah. Very attractive female in a, in a plaid ta- tartan miniskirt, a halter top, you know, bare midriff, holding a golf club. I mean, she was definitely dressed for golf. Yeah. I'd like to know where she was dressed for golf because I would like to be playing there. Um, right. But then we called Mike because we figured, you know, in order to get in good with the golf courses in the area, we should maybe just go through the KPGA. Well, he took a look at our website and he told me in no uncertain terms that the people who would be attracted to a website like mine were not the type of people he wanted playing golf on his golf courses. Wow. And uh, I didn't say this to him because I, I was flabbergasted, but obviously at some point Mike has sat on a putter <laughs> and uh, it's still firmly ensconced. Um I mean, he
2: has a, He's obviously not up with the latest uh, Blair Underwood O'Neals. No, and
1: all well, I'm, I'm sure he's up with it. He disapproves. <laughs> yeah, I am well, sure he disapproves. Well, I won't. <laughs> we also ran into a bunch of USGA guys at uh, PGA show about three years ago, and uh, just said, you know, hey, we've got a petition. This is the show we do. We don't talk about the pros. We talk about you know amateur golfers, and a bunch of our listeners want us to do a, a rule change. And the guy said, yeah, sure. What, what kind of rule change would you want? We said, well, you know, we figure $3, $4 is enough of a penalty for a lost ball. We shouldn't have to take a stroke, too. All right. There were like 18 guys there. Not one of them laughed. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah, can
2: we just get a drop over here? Yeah, it's like, loosen up, boys. Come on. <laughs> It's funny now, too, how they're catering a bit to lightening up on a bunch of that. You know what I mean? The shoulder high drop. Yeah. Because if you watch people drop, they just kind of toss it, you know, knee high and and drop it. And, you know, by the rules, it's supposed to be shoulder high. I'm pretty sure that that 90% of golfers don't go, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Let's redrop that. You know.
1: <laughs> they would, they would have a conniption fit, the USGA guys, no. if they saw how the average golfer comported himself on the golf course. No. It's like exactly. rules. I know three of them, and I follow only two of those. You
0: know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it really is pretty. It, it's funny, but you know, they they talk about growing the game and all that. and yeah. I think they're they're seeing where you know that's part of you know a little bit of the problem is that that. No, like you said, a guy hits a shot, he finds out it's out of bounds. You you just drop it. You know, in bounds, take a shot, and off you go and move on. Exactly. T box. You know, I mean, I don't unless you're in a legitimately in a tournament, right? Which I'm fine with that. In a tournament. oh, exactly. Playing regular golf on the weekends. Yeah, going back to hit another ball. Oh, sorry, guys. Can I, uh, re-te- you know, I mean, that's I the worst feeling in golf. That, or or that even I'm worse
1: is the guy I'm in the in foursome shape. that goes, all right, that's stroke plus distance. You know, yeah, give me a that break. It was insane. a pro V1, you know. <laughs> that's
3: eight bucks already. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're
1: that's only giving play. me four minutes to find the darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hang out with us because we got a lot more. We got those weekend golf guys. Don't you move.
0: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. FrenchLick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: I've got to get in touch with your buddy Rick Marcy, Jeff, the guy that we had on about a month ago with the uh, Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer. Yeah, he's awesome. He has messed up my game big time.
3: What's happened with that?
1: Now that I'm actually making contact with the ball with my irons at the right place, they go farther.
3: I told you if you if you use that thing too mm-hmm. much, you're going to get too good.
1: Mm-hmm. Just how does it work, real quick? Just tell everybody what it does. Man. Well,
3: you know what this thing does. It's really cool. All right, so here you got this mat. You're hitting a ball off this mat, and it it tells you where in the golf swing that your club is bottoming out. Mm-hmm. Lights that tell you where your club's landing on. Then way off behind the ball is some red ones. Clearly, you don't want to be there. And then it creeps into the middle where it's kind of orange and then creeping toward the front they all get turned green so what you're after is to move the bottom of the club forward and this thing tells you it's right there it's visual you know when you came up and used it you're looking at this going this is the same stuff you've been telling me for a long time and i said yeah and here's a visual representation of it right here And you stood there and banged balls off of that thing for God knows how long. You were lighting up only a couple of oranges and a whole bunch of greens a whole lot. And next thing you know, how long are you hitting it now? My
1: 7-iron is no longer my 150 club. It's my 165 club. Oops. Oops is right. (laughs) When when the green is only 152 yards away, 165 is not a good thing. Check it out. (laughs) Smart ball golf. Low point swing trainer. And we are back again, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. Rick Marcy is uh, very capably filling in for Mr. Jeff Smith, who is out uh, following behind, watching his son at the Indiana High School Boys Golf Tournament. So good luck to uh, to Jeff's family and. Uh,
2: good. He told me he had 15 players that were in the in the championship total actually this weekend. Yeah, he did. He that's did. Pretty. Yeah, that's. that's uh, impressive
1: we were we were doing a live remote from uh, a golf course in uh, in the booming metropolis of santa claus indiana jay cutler's hometown um oh really yeah the only thing to ever come out of santa claus i think but anyhow we were doing it and we mentioned that jeff smith was a co-host and there was a guy who was at in the pro shop or in the in the lounge at the time while we were doing the show looked up and said jeff smith from otter creek i said yeah and he got this disgusted look on his face and i said what's wrong and he said he is single-handedly the reason why Columbus East High School wins the state championship every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. That's why we got him on our show. That's it. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's what happens right. when you're the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. You right. come he with us.
2: Dude do- knows what he's doing. <laughs> right.
1: Speaking of instruction and knowing what you're doing, one of the temptations that is so difficult for all of us to overcome, especially when we know just enough to be dangerous taken some lessons from a a teacher the caliber of a Jeff Smith or a Rick Marcy or someone like that, and we're getting better, and we know we're getting better, and we're much more confident in our game, and then we watch people we know do it badly. And the temptation is to just sit there and start giving them lessons, and that's something you have to overcome. You know, I've I've got a brother-in-law, and he's always trying to finesse a shot. Do you notice that about him, Mark? I've seen that, yes. He never swings the ball, the, the club. He's always trying to lift it here or push it there or do this. Here. Is there any way that you can nicely, or do you just have to say, "Hey, just swing the club, hit the ball"? <laughs> I know.
2: You know, a lot of a lot of times I would tell people: picture being—we're not playing golf. We're we're going to invent a new sport called golf club throwing, <laughs> <laughs> and think about throwing. If you wanted to throw a golf club you know downrange maximum distance and you pictured that launch angle of a, a javelin so to speak if you thought about if you're pulling up and yanking and lifting like you're saying trying to finesse that shot you would never get to a position that would you'd throw the club either over your head where you'd have to duck that it didn't come back down and hit you on the head <laughs> Or you throw it behind you, you know what I mean? Because you pulled up and flipped it, right? And I'll try to, you know, if you if, if to emulate, if you if you look at most pros, three quarters of the way through their shot, the left the the right arm, the left arm extended away from the body you know there's no chicken wing effect because you haven't pulled up you're actually letting centrifugal force just take the circle around yeah you've already struck the ball i have to say like i find it really misleading on television how a lot of times the the the, even the players though you watch a player hit a crappy shot you know where he hit it fat and then he'll stare at the ground
0: (laughs) ground that
2: ground you know, that, I mean, and you think about it. We all know. I mean, if you if you don't know, you should know that the second you strike the ball with the club face, less than a half inch later, flight is given. Yeah, flight is given prior to the club going into the ground right. and making the divot. So, talking about how the club twisted after impact, how the zoysia grass, Peter Costas is famous about talking about the zoysia grass here in California, grabbing and twisting the club. Dude, the ball's already in flight. You've already struck it. So, why, you know, but it's almost like they don't want to admit, man, I just hit a crappy. (laughs) Tap the divot down and kind of look disgusted at the ground somehow. (laughs) Like I reached up and
1: grabbed the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I know. It cracks me up. It's like, you know what? You looked away before you struck it to see where it was going to go and didn't really watch the striking of it enough and even yeah. the greatest in the world do that and and that's part of our little you know value a big part of it is the watching the light pattern happen as you go through impact and then turning to look for the ball i always tell people you want to hit the ball away from your sight now you have to turn and find it. It's kind of like shooting <laughs> skeet or shooting a bird. It's you another new game.
0: It. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> find the ball. Yeah, most people follow their ball. They turn their head yeah. and catch it, you know, two feet away from their body and follow it in the air. That's not how it should go. You
1: know, you know what, what I mean? don't understand, Rick? If the ball leaves the club face so soon after being struck, why is follow-through so important?
2: It's, it's, it only controls... The thing is with follow-through... To get a follow-through to it, let's say you want to do like a sting or a three-quarter follow-through, mm-hmm. you have to already be slowing down prior to impact to get there. You can't come down okay. full speed, strike the ball, and then slam on the brakes 3 quarter It doesn't work like that. So you're actually already slowing it down gotcha. prior to that. And follow-through, to me, controls spin rate. If you watch a lot of pros you know that that are trying to not suck it back off the green on you know cuz they hit it so good yeah and the balls are so great now and the clubs are so good now for a pro yeah. because they're actually striking the ball in the sweet spot they're getting so much spin that they'll slow down they'll stop their follow through shorter to create less backspin so they don't pull it back and if you watch those 3 quarter follow throughs those are kind of the balls that'll hit stop and kind of check if they go all the way through now you're watching the, the big backspin most of the time but truly if you were to just jam the club into the ground hit the ball and then jam it into the ground and stop the ball would fly 75% of the total distance of at least of of what the shot was going to all be to, to begin with hmm, okay. it's are you know what i mean it's already yeah. been struck it's yeah. happened
0: yeah
2: that's what's so ridiculous about Obviously, get the much more important, and that's really what our device is showing, is the the approach angle to the ball. There's the key. And that's where, you know, the heavy rough at the open coming up, it's not about so much. And also, after impact, the ball's flying out of there, getting hit by some of those blades of grass and the long, skinny ones. But it's more about getting your club to the ball and how the grass before the impact twist your club or could grab your club but if you've hit a ball in a fairway and you've struck the ball first and then afterwards that's why i kind of get a, a kick out of oh he's in an old divot and the ball's you know it's just it's an old divot with sand in it it's not like it's down in a hole right. it's sitting on top of the sand yeah what's the difference between that shot and a fairway bunker shot None. <laughs> no, no. nobody talks about oh shit he's in a fairway bunker look out now <laughs> right but but somehow they want to use that oh he's in an old divot that and generally, if you watch, do they have a problem putting it on the green from an old divot? Nope.
1: No, no. Yeah. But the announcers have a problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they got to talk about something.
1: Yeah, something. yeah. I, 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 think those guys exist exist just in case we don't know how good the uh, the players actually are. They they want to make sure that we all know that they've done something yep. spectacular. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, and it's and they they talk, you know, they feel if you, you know, you know, golf, you watch a lot of golf, you they follow generally the leading two, yeah. three, four guys, there's another 50 guys that are on film that they could be showing us, they don't even show us them. Instead, they talk.
1: Yeah, unless they do if something they help, spectacular. Then yeah, you go exactly. And,
2: if they hole a putter chip one, yeah. in, they'll show it. Besides that. Yeah. Um, as forget what, who what it was the other day was playing, and they didn't show the guy almost the whole round. Oh, Spieth, because Spieth yeah. wasn't in the mix. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: I'm like, he's, yeah.
2: he's the most popular guy. And the other the other week, there, last week or the week before. They only showed him on like 17 or 18. He holds a birdie, but the whole rest of the round, when do you not see Spieth? He's almost always on there, yep. and he wasn't in the mix, and they didn't show him. Exactly. He was
1: I said, hey, you know, yeah. it's what have you done for me lately? It's ratings, ratings, yeah. ratings, people. Yep. And speaking of ratings, we're going to have some really great tips coming up when we come right back. We are those weekend Golf Guys. Don't you move Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough, and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5golfclub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man?
3: You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got... You got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long and you might think driver and the hole might be short and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about, I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So all right. just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow. Join Five
1: Dollar Golf Club today. Five the number five dollar golfclub dot com. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. It is us, uh, John Ashton here. Rick Marcy uh, substituting for Mister Jeff Smith, who is uh, opted to follow his son around during the uh, Indiana State High School Championship rather than spend time with us.
2: Seems legit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll let, it, we'll let it slide this time. Uh, Intraper right. producer Mark Hunter on the controls. And Rick is the uh, the purfeyer, purveyor, the uh, brains behind Smart Ball Golf, which is a low-point swing trainer, which is a piece of gear that basically is going to, for most of us amateurs, is going to, for the first time in our lives, show us what it feels like to swing an iron and hit a ball correctly. Um, yes, sir. And let me tell you Thanks, what's going to happen once you do that. And again, I last time Rick was on with us, I uh, I hit a bone good. to pick with him, and and it's it is I'm getting a little bit more adapted at it. But Rick, before uh, Smart Ball Golf, my seven iron was my 150 club, and it might have gone toward the flag. It might have gone a little left. It okay. It might have gone a lot left. <laughs> it might have gone a lot right. Um, now it's my 165 club and. For the first time in my life, I played one of the most difficult courses in our area, and after the first six holes, I was one under par. I hit every fairway, hit every green in regulation. Nice. Love to hear that. So, um, you know, what are you trying to do to me?
0: You know? (laughs) You're ruining me, man! We're...
2: we're. (laughs) recreating the wheel, yeah. We're just getting you to hit the ball solid, right? Get it on the sweet spot. It's so funny, too, because so many people that start off on our units, you know, hitting a lot, of, even, you know, red red and yellow, a lot of yellow lights. Um, and then as that – and they thought they hit it good. you yeah. know, like, man, I hit that great. So I just say, look, okay, that's cool. Just do me a favor and try to reduce that, that light pattern down. You know, get get it closer and closer to the green half, closer and closer towards the ball. And then they'll do like a five yellow and go, okay, did you die? wow, I hit that better. You can feel it. You yeah, know I mean, you can just you feel can. that you're catching the ball on the center of the club face instead yeah. of the bottom the bottom groove.
1: And that feedback is what yep. – And the other, the other drawback to when you learn how to do it correctly is suddenly having your grooves clean becomes important to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
2: that is funny. That is funny. That is true. That's <laughs> so <laughs> true, too, that your average golfer – Sometimes I'll look at bags and go, oh, my God. I'm like, don't you understand? You know, it's true how many people don't understand that the grooves create spin, which, which creates the backwards mm-hmm. spinning, which creates elevation, which creates height. They don't, you know, they're just not aware of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They just hit the ball. And it's like you would never see a pro in the world with, with grooves that weren't completely clean. Yeah, all I can all I can say is for you all out there that look at your golf clubs and they're green or black. You know, on the bottom, <laughs> uh, take your sink, fill it up with hot water, put your clubs in there, and just let them soak for you know half an hour, and then get a little brush and brush those suckers, and you'll have a black pant. But the grooves are certainly very important to creating consistency. That's the main thing. Is yeah. you're not going to get a consistent. Distance that's really what we're about is getting consistent contact so that you can get consistent distance. I mean, isn't that really what it's all about? It is
1: because you need to, to know what you're doing. When, when you sit there and yeah. you spend all that money on the little uh, electronic yeah. gizmo that's going to tell you exactly how far out you are, you yeah. need to know what to do with that information. <laughs>
2: I know, you know? I know, and those cost as much as our trainer, you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what's funny. Yeah. A lot of people have a range finder, they got a range finder, yep, it's 172. How many out of 10 do you hit 172? Maybe 5, 6 if you're lucky. They're going to be under 172 almost every time. Yeah. Because you're too low too soon or you're lifting up and you're thinning it and you're just not consistently striking it. Right. Our device is teaching you how to strike the ball consistently on a regular basis. You can use it at your home, use it in your yard, use it in in your and in take it to the range, take it to the course. And learn to strike it consistently, where now at least club selection play I mean that's pros they are spending half their time choosing is it the six, is it the seven? Is it the six, right. is it the seven? You know, the wind's picking up, but they know they're gonna strike it solidly and mm-hmm. you know, eighty mm-hmm. percent of the world is not doing that. And we could we could change that for everyone. I mean that's our goal. And it's really not that difficult. You see in some of our um, if you go on smart ball golf, uh, all one word, Instagram, we've got a lot of videos of of kids, juniors, you know mm-hmm. eight, nine, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, all you know, a couple yellows and all at the most, two, three, four yellows. I mean anything under five yellows and all the rest green, you're striking the ball well. Yeah. Anything more than that, you're bottoming out way too soon, way too early. Unless you're hitting like a three iron or something like that. But if you're hitting a lower iron coming downward on the ball, you need to be in the under under five yellow range. And then repeat that. That's the number one thing is once you find your spot, let's say you're a four yellow, you feel like I hit it really solid. You know, I got a thousand bucks says you can't do 15 four yellows in a row. Mm-hmm. No chance. Two, five, six, seven, eight. And even myself, I mean, I was a, a PGA pro and teaching pro for 20 years or more and i can't do it every single time the same light pattern yeah you know but the one I can, thing- but i get to that spot where i know i'm striking it solid 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 and then i can feel nope yep. there's an earth and i can feel it drop kick you know what i mean yep. you can feel it drop kicking a little bit yep Yeah, that one was like an inch early you know and sure enough there's three more yellow lights you know uh, there's the inch
1: if we as you as you mentioned earlier if we knew or that we were going to hit it well every time we'd be playing this game for big money we And we,
2: people would also practice a lot you know it oh I mean, Yeah too? there's a lot of golfers you know yourself most golfers go if they hit any balls it's just kind of the warm up and stretch out their muscles and hit some balls it's yep. not like a practice session
1: No
0: no nope.
2: you know pros spend hours practicing because they're striking the ball solid
0: Yeah you know, exactly.
2: and most people would love to strike the ball solid they know they it's not like they're against it but they don't know how they know that you know what i can shoot 93 whether i practice at all or if i practice for an hour before the round i wind up with the same score so yeah. it doesn't really so
1: matter. why bother yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah. let's have you know and it's like look let's improve the level of striking the ball for everyone in a simple manner by just following a visual guide yeah to, to movement, you know what I mean. Changing the light pattern changes your motion in a positive way, and and really, there's no denying that. It's just you know if you didn't if you don't believe that, uh, just film it. Get a video camera out and watch it. One of the You'll other see.
1: positive results too is that when when you start getting, um, let's say, more comfortable,
0: okay? yeah, uh,
1: and you're convinced that more often than not you are going to hit it well, right? Then you start. Actually, the confidence level increases to the point where it becomes a positive cycle with you, right you no longer yeah. tense up and go, "Oh my God, I hope no. I can hit this no. well
2: no no we, we i mean we that's part of our whole thing I mean you know we want to grow the game of golf. We know that our product is going to help the world of golf yeah grow because there's more enjoyment you're going to want to play more you're going to want to practice more you're going to want to get to the course more. A lot of golfers out there, you know your weekend golf guys kind of guys sometimes it's more about well you know joey and billy invited me so i'll go play it's not like they're dying to play golf yeah how about if you know back when i was starting off and i got i always could hit it good because i was a hockey player and i got that slap shot thing going it was a grip (laughs) issue with me and once i got the grip Mm -hmm. neutral enough and not you know crazy strong right-handed hammer grip yeah then i hit it straight Man, you couldn't get me off of hitting balls. I wanted to hit balls because I knew that this was going to help me and that I was going to get better and better and better. Right. And within one season, I went from literally a hundred and something shooter to a a five handicap. Whoa. I mean, in a year. It It, can be done. it It can definitely be done.
1: And getting a lesson along the way doesn't hurt
3: either.
2: Well the machine is really like a lifetime lesson. When you have the unit, it's it's like a subscription to a lifetime lesson of golf. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. can use it once you understand what it's doing for you, which is pretty simple. Now you can use it's it's not like it's a one-time thing. Now you for life you have at your own disposal at your own time anytime you want to. I can picture businessmen in their offices all over New York City and Manhattan and anywhere Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, and anywhere else just you know, they swing their clubs off their carpet and they're, yeah. and they're in the carpet five inches before the start point and don't know it. Yeah. How about we showed it to you in lights every time you did it?
1: Because it feels good up, sometimes up. even when you do it wrong.
2: Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's your feel of what you yeah. think. your nice when you're like, oh, that was beautiful. And you yeah. watch and I'm cringing going, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that that motion wouldn't have made a ball fly acceptably for you. Had it If it's sitting up nice and mm-hmm. grass is good. You can make a a very good result with a motion that is not optimal, not even close to optimal. Yeah. You know, not like I couldn't sit on my right foot and pitch shots and and, and put them in the hole, but that's not how I play. Yeah. You know, not unless there's a tree in front of me or a bunker, I got to sky it over somehow, but a regular standard stock shot is not not hitting up on the ball with a nine iron, you know?
1: I think during the U.S. Open rounds that we're watching this weekend, um, a lot of (laughs) us are kind of hoping that they do hit into that rough because that's where a majority of our shots come from. And uh, I think we'd like to watch them and their technique on how they can actually get out of that, uh, that rough Uh, not, not that, you know, their swings are exactly the ones that we can emulate just by watching. Again, you do need some sort of a, a piece of gear or a set of eyes or a video to tell you you're doing it right or wrong, but maybe some techniques from this long time, Very experienced uh, golf pro, golf teacher, uh, Rick Marcy, when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, so stick where you're at.
0: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough, and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man?
3: You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got you got trouble on one side, you got bunkers all over there, you got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long and you might think driver and the hole might be short and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about, I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with so all right just added a few tell you what you want to be better shoot lower scores tomorrow join five
1: dollar golf club today five the number five dollar golf dot com
3: hey it's jeff smith for those weekend golf guys talk to you a little bit about the smart ball golf low point trainer i've had this thing now for a couple of months and i'm telling you this trainer has helped me help more students get the bottom of their swing arc out in front of the golf ball and hit better golf shots than almost anything I've ever used. What a fantastic thing. It's a great price. It's easy for every single player to use. Smart ball golf, low point trainer. Go get one today.
1: Hey, it's Those Weekend Golf Guys. We are here for some more, and we thank you for hanging with us. Don't forget, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can always check us out there. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at WKNDGolfGuys, or uh, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We expect and welcome you at any and all of those venues. I am John Ashton in studio, and tripper producer Mark Hunter on the controls. Substituting very capably this week for Jeff Smith is Mr. Rick Marcy, a very... uh, uh, experienced uh, PGA professional golf instructor and also the uh, the mastermind behind the smart ball golf low point swing trainer, which uh, if you don't have one, go get one. Now you'll be breaking 80 in no time or 70 or 60 or whatever. Put your number here and then <laughs> decide how long you want to use this thing. U uh, uh, S open Aaron Hills, tough, rough people have been whining and complaining for, you know, months preceding the beginning of the tournament. You know, I, I found after I've actually learned how to use my driver that a second shot out of the fairway is a totally different animal than a second <laughs> shot out of the rough. Uh, most nice. of us, yeah, Oh, it's really nice. But, you know, if I ever, if I ever knew exactly how to get out of the rough correctly, um, maybe I wouldn't have found it to be such a big difference. But we hate getting into the rough because it's, it's a real pain in the butt to get out correctly. How do you do that?
2: Well, I think that's the biggest thing is is that you're you're inevitably most most golfers out there, your weekend golf guys kind of people are thinking hit it up out of there i gotta I gotta get it up, thinking about a comment a guy made on TV one of the announcers says he hoisted it over out, out of that bunker, you know, and I cringe.
1: Yeah. you don't wanna do he that
2: didn't hoist it out. that's what we wanna do is we think. Let me pull it up out of the crap. Let me get it out of this trouble. So you're thinking club head with the ball, pulling it upward out of the trouble. No, (laughs) it's completely, it's like handle forward. You're going to see a lot of balls back towards the right foot. You're going to see shafts over by the left leg, and you're going to see people coming down very, very steeply trying to get over as much of that heavy grass that long grass as they can as as much of a v effect to the ball and jamming the club down onto the ball and then the club's going to shoot it up and you're going to see the club stick into that heavy grass and it's not going to go anywhere the follow-throughs that are like six inches because you're hitting down and the ball goes up most of us in in regular golf world are trying to lift upward And there's the whole – that's the same thing that happens in bunkers as well around the greens is that you try to lift it out of the bunker so you wind up hitting the sand – before the ball, because you're thinking more about the after-the-ball um, direction that the clubhead is traveling, mm-hmm. the clubhead needs to be staying in the sand after the shot. Yeah. And that just doesn't compute. Because of volleyball and basketball and tennis and, and ping pong, when we were kids, we, we learned upward diagonal striking causes flight. Yeah, no one somehow puts the thought together, hey, those balls are all in the air. This sport, the ball's on the ground. Yeah. That upward, where are you coming from? Under yep. the ground, up on the ball? Yeah. And that's yeah. where the tees come in. When you were talking, you and I spoke earlier about the rules changes. I would say that you're, the average golfer, if you could change one rule of golf, they would say tee it everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let
2: me tee it everywhere. As soon as you like a scramble. When we find it, can Jeez. I tee it? Park <laughs> it and let God imagine what I mean, who would not vote for that? Your yeah. average golfer out there, if you were actually could tee it up all over the golf course within a club length of where your ball was, you could put a tee in the ground and put the ball on a tee. Oh my the scoring would improve like nothing else. Because the wrong motion would continue to work.
0: Right? <laughs> unfortunately,
2: that 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 takes away the advantage of a good golfer, and right. that rule will never happen. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's true. You know, I invented my trainer to get you to learn to hit down on the ball to make it go up, and not be afraid of jamming it in the ground and sticking it five inches and stuff. You know, you're brushing right. on artificial turf; it doesn't hang, it doesn't stick. To just brush the grass at the ball and left of it instead of trying to, you know, do that, that hit it upward on it program. That's, you know, we're trying our best to to help the world cure that issue and enjoy themselves and really get better at golf, you know, really. One,
1: one of my favorite quotes from Jeff is, I don't always hit my sandwich 140 yards, but when I do, it's from a greenside bunker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: The skull shot. <laughs> Exactly, and you know what? You know, even even pros do it. I remember seeing, uh, <laughs> but I think it was Blaine McAllister in a playoff, and he had you know hadn't won in ten years, and his second shot was in a, a greenside bunker, and sure enough, he looked up to, you know, see the result, and and bellied that sucker straight into the crowd.
1: Uh, uh, it wasn't out of a bunker; it was out of a very thick rough of greenside. Right. But uh, Justin Thomas a couple weeks ago yep. did the same thing, man. He sculled a shot. From from rough on the greenside bunker to like the VIP I think, tents, I think.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to do the floppy and got it wide open, and then the ball sitting in that Bermuda. It's such a inconsistent grass, you know. Yeah. And they don't. They can't really tell what's under it, and they wound up going right underneath the ball, or like you said, not low enough, and then they belly it and catch it right into the leading edge and fire that thing. Like you said, one forty. Yeah. From. Twenty yards from the green doesn't happen a lot because they, pre- you know, they. Oh, they're yeah,
1: practicing. they actually practice it. Unlike yeah. us, who we oh we, we saw Great. it on Great. TV <laughs> once, and we're going to try to do it.
2: If I bought a home on a golf course, it would not be
0: Great. Near green <laughs> or no green.
1: Man, you you were talking earlier too about uh, Zoja and Bermuda, and for an average amateur golfer who you know is an eleven twelve handicapper. What's the easiest grass to hit an iron off of?
2: Um, the Kentucky bluegrass or bent grass is definitely easier. The ball sits up on that grass better if it's not super long. Right. If right. it gets super long, though, that's why the up north courses when they you know do the open, they grow it so deep that when the ball just sinks right into it, it doesn't support the ball. Yeah. And that's kind of like Bermuda supports the ball better. Right. Because it's growing vertically instead of or horizontally instead of vertically, mm-hmm. so it can sit up. But then underneath it is more of an unknown. That's okay. the difference. What's what's under the ground part? Um, if you're coming into the ball in heavy grass, um, you know bluegrass or bent grass, whatever. But northern grasses, when that gets four or five inches thick, it's so thick coming into it. And fescue, which is going to be at the open, which is kind of like hey long skinny mm-hmm. you know like ropes you know those those pieces that's the hardest cuz that just wraps your club when you come into that it wraps around the hosel and that will literally turn the club especially if it's a foot or two high and you've got to come, you know, you start to come into that two two or three feet before the ball. That's why they struggle. So that's why this week you're going to see some really crazy shots where you'll see balls that just are going to go a couple of feet. Beautiful looking. Uh, definitely, definitely probably the hardest grass. If you got high fescue as far as getting in, you know, if you're in a high fescue rough, yeah, that's going to grab the club more than anything. As yeah. far as twisting it and and in that way, down near impact, it's not as bad. That's where the heavy bent grass or bluegrass would be really, really thick. Where that could twist your club if you're you know five inches before the ball, even if it was five inches high. That last five inches, that's all you're going to have. So many blades of grass between the club face and the ball. Yeah. That's what causes that that issue. Well, Mark, yeah, and I play... To,
1: Last Sunday on a on a course it was bent grass and it was yeah, really bent. nice, really nice yeah. fairways were like carpet yeah.
2: and even yeah, if the, you cut bent yeah. if you cut cut bent an inch or two you know normal bent that's yeah. that's you know in my opinion the nicest grass yeah. and it rolls better as well and you see a lot of southern I mean I live in Florida as you guys know and spend a lot of time in the South and Texas and in the Carolinas and stuff too. And the putting is, is, I mean, even if you can afford it, it's like Augusta. They're, they're, they're paying for bent grass greens. They don't have, they don't yeah. have Bermuda greens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it costs a ton of money. You have to water it. And they have also have strains now. Over the last 25 years, they've made it much. You know, it, it's, it's heat resistant. It used to be back in the day, bent grass greens. I remember playing in Myrtle Beach at the World Amateur in 1990. And they would spray the – you're in the middle of your round, and water just comes on. Randomly, the green. You just look out. There's no warning. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. You're ducking the
1: sprinkler heads, man. Look out!
2: Here it comes. They just would go around. You know, about two in the afternoon. It was so hot, and the the greens were. They had bent greens, so they're like, okay, got bent greens. This is the only way. You do it in the fairways too.
1: You you have to you have to actually time time your swing to get it so that the water is not coming on you. Rick Marcy, SmartballGolf.com, right? Smartball golf, low point swing Smartball trainer.
2: Golf com, all one word.
1: Check it out, man. And uh, Rick, I appreciate you uh, filling in for, so capably for Mr. Jeff Smith today. And, um, you, you know, we're, you're always welcome here, man. We got to come down and play golf with y'all, too. Just an that excuse be, to excuse to get to Florida. Um, there you go. Maybe sometime around November when it actually, you know, is, is fine. That's, that's
0: <laughs> on the yeah, first night,
2: <laughs> I'll be here. Love to love to see you guys down here. Thanks Appreciate it,
1: man. On. Thank thank you, Ricky. And thank you for hanging with us, too. And and do come back next week, the same time, the same place. If you ever miss anything, it is audioboom.com. That's where we archive everything and any show we've ever done. You can go there and listen and uh, comment. And if you've got anything you'd like to hear, well, you know, let us know. You can always get in touch with us through facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us on Twitter at wknd guys. And check out, while you're at it, Mr. Jeff's latest works at $5GolfClub.com. That's the number, $5GolfClub.com. Check us out anytime. We're always here for you. And until next week, when we can talk to you right here again, go play some golf.
0: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: I am not bragging when I tell you my iron play has improved substantially because I'm going to give total credit to Jeff Smith and the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer.
3: That thing's awesome. When you hit the ball the right way at the right time, you get the right result. Great feedback with the trainer, too. I'm telling you, I use this Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer with so many people now, it gives them the visual And the feedback of what they need to do and where their club needs to land, it amazes me at how quickly people get better with their iron play. Because once you get that feedback, you
1: get the feel. And you don't need that feedback directly once you have the feel to do it right on the course. And what happens is you're going to get more greens, closer to the pin, lower scores. And when you do it right, you don't need forgiving clubs. No, you can hit blades. Smart Ball Golf, low-point swing trainer, smartballgolf.com. Go now, smartballgolf.com.
0: There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud.